tiny but mighty. That's how the saying goes. And today we're going to talk about the micro habits that get the job done when motivation just ain't cut. Micro is smaller than tiny or they're synonymous. So I don't want to hear anybody bash me about that, right? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Donuts, Coffee and Tech. I'm your host, Danielle Johnson, also known as The Danielle J, and I am your tour guide when it comes to life hacks, social media, and the internet of things. And today, we are going to be talking about one of the topics that makes me super excited. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll understand that I'm always very excited about the things that I talk about on the podcast. But this one in particular is the one that takes the cake, right? Our theme is productivity lately, and I thought that it would only be fitting to talk about this next subject, which is micro habits. And I know, I know, I know, it sounds like another one of those trendy sound bites and like the clickbaitish type uh, subjects or methods or whatever you want to call it. But it's really one of the most important things that I've learned on my journey to become a more productive and you know just producing individual right so when i talk about productivity i get a lot of feedback from those people who interact with my content and the one thing that i always hear is like fam how do i stay motivated like how how can motivation be the same through and through and the truth is it can't because motivation doesn't really work like that right motivation is one of those things that really comes in waves and there will be times that you're more more motivated to do the things that you set out to do than other times and that's fine that's perfectly fine because that is the natural inclination of things that is how it goes motivation is not a long-term thing right however because motivation comes in waves we have to look at something that actually does give us the surefire results that we want if we want to stay in this game for the long haul. And I had to learn this through my own hitting of the head against the wall, right? Um, I think I talked about it two episodes ago where it's like there was a time where things just weren't getting done. And it's like, I'm just looking at time pass by and progress and I'm seeing no progress with myself and the things that I want to get done and I had to take a really hard look at what I was already doing and how that was not working right and I even gave the example of me looking at Portia who's my best friend for those of you who don't know or have not been listening to the podcast so far uh, and Portia is one of those people who on the outside looking in, man, she is a workaholic, right? Like she sets her mind to something. She puts the deadlines out there. She's getting it done. I mean, there's just no excuses. The girl is like on fire, right? From making videos to writing books, to acting, to just everything. Like she has really been a motivation for me, right? An inspiration, if you will. But when I tried to do everything that she was doing, I fell short really quickly. <laughs> I was exhausted even just thinking about how much she had accomplished in such a short time. So the surefire way and the ultimate life hack that I want to share with you today is micro 
habits. It sounds hacky, hokey, whatever that word is, but it is this is probably the most important episode that I will share something with you on because without this small, small gesture, you really do hit a wall when it comes to motivation. And a lot of folks hear the Gary V's or they hear a lot of these influencers and big name people talk about how motivation can't be the only thing that gets you through. It has to be discipline. Well, if you're anything like me, fam, you don't really like the word discipline because <laughs> it insinuates a lot of work, you know, and that's just being honest, right? The word discipline just does not feel that good. And I think that's why I've always tried to like find different ways to go about discipline so it doesn't feel so rigid, right? And micro habits have been that for me. So I wanted to share it with you all. So from the title of micro habits, you probably know that it means little habits, right? Like tiny little habits. But what you may not know is like, how far are we going into micro, right? Like how little of the habit, right? Because it can get really, really, really specific if you want it to, right? But I'm here to tell you the more specific you go, the less you actually get done because now you're focusing on something that doesn't really matter, right? And in this episode, I wanted to talk about how a behavior actually, how a behavior becomes a habit because that will help us really understand the genetic makeup of a micro habit. Pardon me. So I got this information from freedom.to and they talked about four different things that a behavior needs for it to become a habit, right? And of those things, I mean, all of them have to be present. Let's just, let's just keep it simple, right? So the first thing is Q. This is what's going to tell you when to do the action. The second thing is a craving. This provides the motivation for the new behavior. Number three is response. This is the action or behavior itself. And then last but not least, the reward, right? And this satisfies your craving. It teaches you to continue to repeat the action or the behavior, right? All four of these have to be in the equation in order for a habit to form. And you can think about this in the most simplistic way, right? Like eating, right? Your cue will be hunger. It tells you that you need to eat. The craving is what's going to push you to do the behavior of eating. And that craving can literally be a craving. Like you're wanting something specific to eat, right? So boom, the response is actually eating. Then your reward is that you feel satisfied, full, um, the craving was uh, fulfilled. So then your mind automatically goes into, shit, we gotta do this again. We gotta keep doing this because we enjoy the reward, right? A book that talks about this really, really well is Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you ever get a chance to pick it up, I advise that you pick it up because in the book, it really does talk about these very, very small habits that you can put together that end up resulting in the sum of your life so that you can get all your, your tasks done, right? And today I wanted to share with you five of my most favorite micro habits that I've been doing to stay on top of my content creation game. And I, I phrase it like that because 
it may not work for work but for content creation it's super specific <laughs> and only, the only reason why i say it may not work for work is because uh you may not have the same liberties at your nine to five job um i've been very blessed to have flexibility in my workflow at work right so i've been able to do my five habits my five micro habits every day and it's it's made a huge improvement on my focus which is the number one thing you need in order to be quote unquote motivated and go forth in your tasks that you have at hand now before we get into those i want to go ahead and give a shout out to everybody who's been i mean consistently hitting me up <laughs> they've made it a micro habit to hit me up when they watch these episodes on youtube or when they listen to them on apple podcasts so thank you so much if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, what up make sure that you rate the show so that we can get out to more people and if you're watching this on youtube and you're finding value so far go ahead and give me a thumbs up if you don't mind and share this video with someone that you know will be able to benefit from the idea of micro habits all right so now that we got the psa's out the way i want to tell you a little story about myself because it's pretty it's pretty suiting it fits right um i recently got into content creation on the four hour work week and I talked about it in one of the last episodes of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. How this formula of the four-hour work week and all these principles surrounding the four-hour work week were always really awesome to me. And I've always thought that these principles were great, but I never put it into application when it came to any of my workflow, right? So recently, I, I put those things into application and it's been working out for me tremendously. I'm actually recording this video on my recording day that I've set up for the four hour work week or whatever. Go go watch that episode or go listen to that episode and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, in this, I told myself I have to push through until the end of the year. I have a strategy week at the end of the year so that I can give myself a break from creating content. But other than that, I need to push through because the goal is to create as much content as possible before the end of the year because we have a different focus at the beginning of next year that i want to give all my attention to right not gonna lie about i want to say a month into this process i was starting to lose motivation and i'm gonna be real with you i was using my planner which a lot of you know from my YouTube videos, I have the high performance planner, uh, which I mean, it, it does such a great job of keeping you honest because you have these morning mindset prompts, you have these evening journal prompts, and then you have your actual day in between. And I was using it, oh, sorry. And I realized that the answers are getting shorter and I just wasn't feeling as pumped as I had been feeling. And I'm like, shit, it's starting to happen. I'm starting to like get into the lazy slump of not wanting to do the thing, 
even recording this video today was a little hard for me because I just, the motivation isn't there, right? So that's when I started looking into motivation a little bit deeper to see like, what is motivation exactly? And why do we lose it? You know, like, wouldn't you think that a person would be extremely motivated to go after their goals and like wreck shit and keep the party going when it comes to their, their life, you know, their ambitions, their purpose, you know, you would think that that would be enough to keep a person motivated. Right. But the answer and the, the short answer is it's not, you know, motivation is like emotion, right? And it may even be an emotion. I just don't know which one it is specifically. Um, and when I say that, I mean that motivation really is a circumstantial feeling, right? If everything's in alignment, if everything's going according to plan, if everything is in place, motivation is easy to attain because it's a natural next level state of being. If you had a good day at work, if you were on time getting to work and getting home from work, if you walked your dog and their dog is feeling good and you ate well for the day, you got enough rest the night before, motivation's not that hard to get, you know? It's on the days that you're running late for work, your coffee wasn't made right when you got it from Starbucks, um, you're just literally pulling at straws, trying to figure out something at work. Maybe somebody's getting on your nerves or the kids are acting up or your partner's just not really hearing you that day. And I mean, it's just like all these different things that could potentially go on in a day. And that's when it's really hard to find motivation because our natural design is to gravitate towards the, the greater emotion that we feel. And in those days that we don't feel great, then we're going to navigate towards feeling not great. So then that's going to pull us down the spectrum of like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. And I've even masked it for myself to say like, I'm not going to do it because I deserve the rest, right? Knowing damn well, it's not a rest thing, right? I know the difference with myself between rest and procrastination, right? And I think that's something that we all have to be real about. Like you have to get to the point where your decisions are intentional and that when you look at your life and the sum of your decisions, are you happy with the results? And if the answer is no, some of those choices that you made along the way were not the best choice for you. And that's really the the frame of mind that I try to keep when I try to give myself an out for doing something that I'm committed to and that was happening a lot in the first month of creating well after the first month of creating content for YouTube I was really struggling I couldn't I couldn't pull myself out of this frame of mind of like oh it's okay I don't have to do it you know i need i need to get to bed early and i need to do this and i need to do that and while two things can be true at the same time i do need to get to bed at a reasonable hour but i also need to do these videos those two things can simultaneously exist but in that mind frame of like 
pulling towards this kind of negative recourse, I started noticing a behavior pattern with myself that I didn't like, you know, it's like, I don't like making excuses for myself, especially when those excuses are not warranted. You know, I think <laughs> I'll tell you like this once upon a time ago, I was talking to one of my friends and I told them, um, my just random ass thought that I had about excuses, right? I said, once upon a time ago, excuses really meant that you were excusing yourself because you needed to step out of a situation or a commitment, right? That's an excuse, you know, excuse me, I need to, you know, step out of a situation. But because people abuse that turn of phrase or maybe even just like that, that liberty, you know, they abuse the liberty of excusing themselves from a situation or a commitment. Now excuses are looked at as a bad thing, right? It's like, oh, you're making excuses. Look at you making excuses for why you couldn't do X, Y, Z, right? So I've always had the frame of mind, I mean, and this has been for a while, like this is years in the making, that it's okay to excuse yourself from commitments as long as it's valid and it stands in an authentic, genuine reason, right? If you're doing it for any other reason, then you're bullshitting. And I, that's the difference to me. Like, instead of it being called an excuse, I call bullshit. Um, and I know that's vulgar or whatever, but like, let's say BS for the sake of, you know, those people that don't like cursing. But I was creating excuses, trying to excuse myself for my commitments. And I realized like, yo, what is, what is, what, what's happening? Because something has shifted from when I was super eager and excited to now I want to excuse myself. What has happened in between these two things? And the truth is, I, <laughs> I became so familiar with the process that I think my brain just like zoned out. And I think that happens a lot to people. It's like you get used to doing something and you're like, nah, nah. I know what happens after this. You know, it's like knowing the ending of a, of a book or knowing how a show ends or a movie ends. You already know where the climax is at in the story. So the drop off does nothing for you. It's like, eh, 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 I seen it coming. I already knew, you know? <laughs> and I think that's what happens in the brain because when I looked at what this gray area was between being super eager and excited for making content to going to the excuse factory, it was that. It's like, that's the only thing that has really changed. There have been all these different things that have happened in between as far as like life events. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw where I was attacked by a man randomly uh, in Los Angeles. That was during that time. Um, just having to take care of like financial responsibilities that kind of popped up. That happened. Work being stressful. That happened. I mean, there's just so many things. If I wanted to tally it up, I'm sure... It can look on paper like, yo, uh, shit was happening. So that's why you, you know, we're trying to like back out of it because you had things happening. But the truth is those things weren't what was making me unmotivated. Like none of those things really 
were the difference in my motivation levels. So I had to be real with myself and say, all right, fam, what, what, what's good, you know, and what's happening? And that's when I did my research on what motivation actually is and found how similar motivation is to just raw emotion. And if you ever take into account your raw emotions, you'll notice that raw emotions really have no, no chill. They have no chill. Raw emotions do what they want to do. They are really the brats of all existence. They just, they show up when they want to. They do what they want to. They just do whatever. Like that's, that's how emotions do, right? And motivation does the same thing, right? It'll come in waves. It'll do what it wants to and it'll leave whenever the hell it wants to. So it's our, like, it's in our best interest to figure out what else we can do. And that is that dreaded D word, discipline. Mm. That's all I kept seeing when I was researching motivation. You gotta have discipline, discipline, be disciplined. I didn't want to hear now one more person say the word discipline because I'm like, fam, discipline's hard when you don't have motivation. So how do I do one without the other? Make it make sense. And then that's when I stumbled across the micro habits. And remember that I read this book, Atomic Habits, Habits way back and had to go back and look at the cliff notes on it to see what was said. And that made me feel empowered. So this message is specifically for anyone who has gone through the same hoops and circles and just all the rigmarole to try to figure out how to get around that D word. This is going to be it because the small incremental steps that you take towards the bigger goal will help you in the long run. So here's the five, the five, the big moment that we've been waiting for, the big reveal, the five micro habits that I've been doing to stay motivated and to essentially give myself the motivation. So it's like taking a sugar pill. That way you can convince yourself that you're doing something that is good for the health until you gain the courage or you gain the strength to go ahead and take the actual pill, right? So number one, I live by the five minute rule. If I can get it done in five minutes or less, I do it immediately. There is no reason to hold off on those things because what I've noticed is the more you allow things to live in your mind, the more it impacts your motivation negatively, right? Because now you're split between all these different tasks that you have to do and none of them get done. And then that adds to the demotivation, right? Like if you think of it like a life bar on the video game, right? Your life bar is your motivation and it's full and everything that you do to go against natural inclination or to add chaos into the mix is going to take away from that life bar and having a lot of stuff on your plate in your mind to do it literally takes half the damn bar away it just does five minutes or less if it takes five minutes or less do it right away that way 
your energy bar is minimally impacted, right? So that's number one. Uh, to add to that, I think the significance of the five minute rule is that it helps to create momentum. When you get that task done, you're going to be in the doing state, which means that that's going to push you forward and it'll give you a little bit of extra life on that, on that motivation life bar. It's really hard to describe because I didn't do the scientific research on it, but for some reason, when you get that little bit of momentum, it really does carry on to the next task that you have to do and the next task that you have to do. It's almost as if you feel more accountable because you're already doing right. All right. Micro habit number two, this one I have to get better about only because I do it in my mind, but not necessarily on paper. So I have to do it on paper, right? And that's part of my own journey is I like writing things down. I'm looking at paper now. I don't really do the digital aspect until after I write it down on paper. And I know people give me shit about that because they're like, yo, if you just did it digitally the first time, you wouldn't have to, you know, rewrite what you wrote down. Nah, fam, something about that ink to that paper, the way it feels, the way it sounds, I need to do that. So anyway, number two, daily win recap. At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, sometimes in the middle of the day, if you're really having a hard day, you should do a recap of all your wins for the day, period. What that does is it put things into perspective, number one. And I think that's part of losing motivation is not really seeing how far you've come into in your own development journey or task. So doing this audit where you write down your wins or you at least acknowledge the wins that you've had for the day, it puts things into perspective that Yes, fam, you have actually got some stuff done. And this one can go very, very, very specific. And I think the more, sorry, the more specific that you get in your daily wins, the more momentum that you will build toward motivation. You really will, especially on the hard days, because there will be days where you will feel like shit, fam. Trust me. I know those are the days where you have to write it down in more detail and get like disgustingly detailed with your wins for the day. If you, your biggest win of the day was making your bed, then damn it, go into grave detail about how you slept, how the bed felt, man, I got up on time or I got up when I felt rested. If you didn't get up on time. Um, I mean, you just have to really dig in there, especially on those days where it is the hardest. I promise you it will be a challenge, but it will be so rewarding on the other side of that, right? Number three, go for a walk outside. Now this one may be a little bit more challenging to my folks who live in the colder part of America or even colder part of the world. Um, but if you can manage to go outside for as little as like five minutes, 
it will change everything. The walking aspect of our lives is not done enough. We sit behind computers, at desks, all day long, or we're doing things with our phone. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff where we're not moving our bodies. And that really can be detrimental to not only your health, but like it can be a, a wall in your creativity. So it's super important that we get the movement going, if not for any other reason, but to get a fresh mind about the things that we may be stumped on. And then also it gives you a dopamine rush, which all science shows that dopamine helps the brain in being refreshed and regenerated and coming back with like great ideas, fresh ideas, new angles for creativity, right? So that's number three, go outside for a walk. Number four, electronics break. Now I tend to do this during my lunch hour because it's a time of the day that I can completely just log off of all electronics. I can get up from my desk. I can leave my phone at my desk when I go for my walk. I can just completely cut it all out, right? And I think it's super important to have an offline hour or an offline 30 minutes because being offline allows you to have your thoughts and organize them and prioritize what's going on in your life in that day. And then you'll be able to come back again with this refreshed mind. It breaks up the monotony of the day when you put the phone down and you're not mindlessly scrolling through social media or constantly reading emails, which jar you either way with emotions, depending on what you do for work. And it really does help with a shift in focus. And I think that's like one of the biggest indicators of motivation is where is your focus? If you're not focused, then of course you're not motivated. So having this hard break in your day so that you can shift your focus is going to really help you get back in the motivation game and increase your motivation life bar, right? Last but not least, really, really commit to say no to everything else that is not going toward this goal, right? And that's a for now type situation because it's not forever, right? And some of the older episodes of Donuts, Coffee and Tech, I talk about prioritization and really looking at your life in priority form. For me, I do it quarterly. So each quarter I'm looking at what my three priorities are for that quarter. And then I can act accordingly when it comes to some of the commitments, right? Like I know when people's birthdays are coming up, I always do something for my birthday. So I know that the month of June will be a hard no for some commitments when it comes to content, you know? So just knowing those things ahead of time will allow you to commit to your goal and say no to those things that do not serve the goal. Now, also, this helps tremendously with this fear of missing out. I really, really, really do feel like a part of us wants to be a part of other things and it becomes more amplified when we commit to one thing. 
this is the reason for a lot of people really going crazy when it comes to this content creation. Like you'll see people go 110% in, lose friends, get have beef with their family, all that stuff like that because they don't put an end date on that craziness. But on the flip side, you'll see people not get into content creation because they feel like they're going to miss out on living. And albeit there is some sacrifice, I just feel like you have to put the expiration date on the extreme focuses. That way you can have these short sprints of getting things done. And then your mind will know like, hey, listen, this is a temporary state of mind. It's the same way that school works. That's why there's winter breaks, fall breaks, uh, spring breaks and all that. You can't just push all the way through to the end. Otherwise, you'd probably be able to get a four year degree in about a year and a half. Right. So the, the importance of setting up the expiration date on the sprint is probably just as important as all the other micro habits that I talked about today. Um, it also allows us to like build this habit of like uh, compartmentalize, compartmentalizing our time and time blocking appropriately for our creative work so that we can just ease into these things and not have to think about it at all. So like for me, I have my time blocks for when I'm going to do this type of work of, you know, sitting in front of a camera that's all blocked out. So I don't have to think about it ahead of time. I know for a fact on Mondays, I have to do the recording for donuts, coffee and tech and my YouTube videos. So it's already planned out ahead of time. It may change because of just commitments, right? That happens. You have to adjust and, you know, get things, uh, in alignment with each other or whatever. But at the end of the day, the less I have to think about that part of it, you know, when am I going to do it? When am I going to do it? The better it is for me in the long haul. And it also gives me an expiration date on how things need to happen. So I don't leave it open. I don't say, Oh, well, you know, I'll do content this week. No, no, no. We do our creating on Mondays. Mondays are for creating, right? Wednesdays are for drops. Tuesdays are for editing or however you uh, divvy up the work for yourself. But that really falls into making the commitment and saying no to everything else for now. Um, it, I really want to stress making that expiration date for the sprint because making an expiration date for the sprint allows you to stay in the game longer. It means it's a, it's really the difference between staying in the game and falling off completely. And I know it from my own experience because I wasn't putting expiration dates on my sprints. I was putting 110% into different parts of my business, my content creation, all the things that I love, but it was not sustainable I, because I was still trying to sprint. You know, it's like marathons, you jog, you know, <laughs> and then you have short sprints so that you can, you know, make better time. But if you sprint the entire marathon fam, you might fall out and die. Like that might be a thing. So I want to put emphasis on that, uh, micro habit of putting an exp an expiration date on the sprint, just because that's the one that has really really made a difference in my own approach to content creation and even just my life in general. You know, it's like knowing that the time, the space, the season, all these things all have expiration dates. It's not forever. 
and because it's not forever you have to look at it with the eye of the tiger obviously no just, <laughs> not the eye of the tiger no you have to look at it with the eye of the long haul right knowing when the sprint season is and when the hibernation season is and when the marathon is going on you know all these different things and it's all terminology so it'll be different for each person but you get what i'm saying right listen everybody has a different process for how they're managing their life and i know if you're listening to this right now and any of it has resonated with you it's probably because you were just like how i was when i was really hitting my head against the wall trying to figure out how the hell can i stay motivated for all these tasks at hand i have a lot that i want to accomplish in my lifetime and instead of trying to compound everything that i want to accomplish in my life in a year <laughs> i've had to really be honest with myself about like spreading it out you know making sure that i'm giving myself enough time to rest making sure that i'm doing the the little things every day so that i can have it all add up to the the big goal at the end of everything and it was really hard for me and if it's hard for you right now i just want to empower you and let you know like fam there's a light at the end of the tunnel you just have to create a system that works for you and i really do believe that the micro habits that i shared in today's episode will push you in that right direction micro habits have literally been the difference between me showing up and me not because if you've been following me for a while, you've seen those seasons where I would not show up at all. And I've gotten emails of concern. I've gotten Facebook messenger um, messages and tweets and all kinds of stuff asking like, hey, where's this at? You know, whatever happened to that? And I felt like crap when I would get those messages because it was like, yeah, man, I was going so hard in the paint. I was going hard in the yard. I was doing my thing. And then I just stopped. And looking back, it makes sense why it would stop. It's because I didn't properly plan for the sprint. I didn't put an expiration date on it and I wasn't doing the micro habits so that I could make sure that all the tiny efforts that I was making was adding up to the, the larger goal. So if I have to leave you with anything, I'm gonna leave you with this. Small but mighty is really our focus in doing these small habits and if you haven't read atomic habits go pick up the book freaking phenomenal it's on amazon it's on audible there's so many different ways that you can get this book however you get it get it because it will change your life for the better and i really hope that this episode empowers someone to keep trying right keep going forth and know that you're not alone fam like your frustrations, your lack of motivation, it's all natural. It's really a human thing. However, you have to make the decision. It has to be your decision on whether or not you're going to keep going with whatever it is that you want to see to the end. And I'm really hoping that this episode helps somebody make that decision of like, yo, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to see this through, my boy. I'm going to see this all the way to the finish line. And if I can help one person, then I've done my job effectively. And that, that warms my heart. So 
All right, listen, I'm gonna go ahead and leave y'all off on that note because we don't need a whole bunch of time to keep reiterating the things because we're all here to get shit done. So let me give you your time back and say thank you so much to everybody who has already subscribed to the YouTube channel. Thank you so much to everybody who is following me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You guys are amazing. And I continue to just be in awe of you because I'll put this information out there and then I'll get people to hit me back with the testimonies of like, yo, thank you so much for that. That helped. Or like, yo, I never thought about it that way. And that stuff really does make me smile because man, I'm just trying to share with you all what I've learned in my processes and in my own journey. And you know, just some of the things that I've seen that have worked for some of the people that I know. And at some point I'm going to have guests come back onto the podcast. But for now, thank you for bearing with me and listening to my voice for an entire hour. Wow. You must really like me or whatever. <laughs> all right, y'all listen. If we're not already connected on all the platforms, you know the drill. It's the Danielle J spelled with two N's. And yeah, I'll be back on this platform in a little bit. So you won't miss me for long. Super stoked to be here and to, you know, guide these conversations toward a better, you know, experience for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm super stoked. Anyway. Have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this or watching this video. And I will see you all on the next one. Bye.